0: Hi, I'm Angela East, and welcome to another edition of the East Meets West podcast. This podcast is proudly focused on Western Australia, the engine room of the Australian economy. From the CEOs, company directors, brokers, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between, East Meets West is a deep dive into what makes the greatest state on earth tick. On today's episode of the East Meets West podcast, I'm chatting with Graham Sloan, Managing Director of Cali Metals a lithium explorer that shrugged off the broader downward pull of the ASX to debut at almost double its IPO price and become the first exploration play to ring the bell in 2024. Cali Metals closed out 2023 with a heavily oversubscribed IPO that raised $15 making it one of few juniors that beat its minimum target and earned itself a spot on the ASX. The company emerged from the spin-out of a portfolio of WA, New South Wales and Victorian lithium assets owned by ASX-listed Kalamazoo Resources, combined with lithium mineral rights across several projects located south of Kalgoorlie, held by TSX-listed Canadian gold miner Corora Resources. This means Kali has a massive 3,854 square kilometres of lithium ground, with its WA tenure located adjacent to some of the world's largest hard rock, spodumene mines and deposits. Graham joins me today to discuss Kali Metal's journey to the ASX, the heavily oversubscribed IPO, and phenomenal share price run on debut in a risk-averse market, And the lithium uprising in the west welcome graham it's great to have you on the podcast pleasure to be here angela so kelly has had a great start to life as a publicly listed company at a time when many others are struggling to just raise capital tell us a bit about the journey to becoming an asx listed
1: explorer and the strong interest you received in the ipo well i can tell you it's certainly been an interesting journey for kelly angela if you had have asked me say six months ago whether it was the best time to list now around now my answer probably would have been a no. Uh, But who can complain, uh, especially given how well we've gone so far. So now I just put it down to a, uh, a part of our strategy and very good planning on our part. I believe Kelly's register is a bit of
0: a who's who of the rich listers. Walk us through some of the heavy hitters you have on the register.
1: Certainly seen a great deal of media coverage over these past few days. And in that media, there's been mention of quite a few uh, of the sort of the leading players in WA mineral Street have been, um, and you would have seen from that media also that Mineral Resources uh, lodged a substantial share notice for around that 10%. And plus, as you know, Chris Allison, also in the media, in his own right, holds just under 5%. So there's obviously others there that have been reported, but don't forget we have two of our largest shareholders now holding... Uh, around 40% between them, and that's Cora um, and and Kalamazoo. So, uh, and and given the trading volumes that we've seen over these last few days, there's no doubt the register will change uh, and settle down over the next few days. Um, and especially since we've you know we've traded somewhere around that uh, 80 million shares thereabouts um, since since Monday, maybe more. So we'll just wait and see, um, and we'll have a better idea who's on the register um, in a few days' time. So, were you expecting such a strong share price response on debut, or wh- why do you think Kelly outperformed on its first day of trade? As I jokingly said at the start, I, it was all down to good planning, Angela. But no, it's not. It's not. It's, uh, no one could probably predict um, what we were going to see um, when we listed it. But it was quite extraordinary. Um, and, and most welcome by the way. so I think it's a fact that, that we, you know we have the assets um, we have the people and we have the funding in place. so you know you would expect to see um, some uh, a level of positivity um, on, the, on, the, on the trading desks but um, to see what it did today was quite extraordinary as I said and, and, and most welcome.
0: So Kelly's projects in Western Australia are located near some significant lithium mines. Can you give us a bit of an overview of who
1: your neighbours are and the prospectivity of the area? Absolutely. Um, look, uh, we have three main areas, um, well, two in WA and one in uh, Victoria, New South Wales. So the two in WA are the ones that are essentially surrounded by or adjacent to um, major um, uh, world-class hard rock lithium mines. So in the Pilbara, um, we have two of those, uh, two of our three projects up there are subject to an SQM uh, joint venture, but they are very close to what is um, the Pilgrim Gora operation, which is Pilbara Minerals, and also not too far from the Wachina which again has got um, MINS and um, a joint venture with Minzres. Outside of that, you have the Higginsville, where we have a very large land package Completely surrounded by either operating mines and processing facilities for lithium, and/or well advanced um, uh, lithium projects around there. So, we are, and some of those projects up there around Higginsville uh, include Mount Marion. Uh, there's the and Bald Hill. Both of those are operating mines with a processing facilities. And then there are groups such as the uh, the Mana uh, Global Lithiums Mana deposit down south is Liontown a bit further south and that is Pantoro with they've uh, just completed a deal with MinRes to spin out of their lithium assets down there so that's to the south of us and then to the west you have uh, essential metals so we are com- pretty much surrounded by these uh, these companies all sort of doing great things there and um, yeah we're looking forward to ourselves putting some holes in the ground and joining those ranks so those are the three areas.
0: The company has a, a leg up with the Chilean Lithium Heavyweight, SQM, fully funding two of its three lithium projects in the Pilbara. How did this partnership come about and what does SQM like about these particular projects?
1: Well, I have to put a lot of this uh, g- uh, credit to uh, Kalamazoo and, and Luke Reiner and, and uh, his team at Kalamazoo. They were the ones that put the, um, the joint venture together with SQM. And formed a really solid, strong working relationship with SQM up in, up in the Pilbara. And as I said, we have three projects up in the Pilbara They're Dom's Hill, Marble Bar, and there's a third one called Pear Creek. The first two I mentioned, Dom's Hill and Marble Bar, are the subject of that uh, joint venture with SQM. And SQM have the ability to earn um, around 74, uh, up to 70%. By spending twelve million over four years, so they've earned about thirty percent by the expenditure of two and a half billion. So that joint venture is going particularly well, and as is the relationship. So where we couldn't be more pleased with the way that's uh, progressing up there, and uh, and that Pilbara area, quite frankly, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, um, is really sort of the land of the lithium giants, if you like. It's the bigger. Um, it's the bigger sort of deposits up there. They're three, 300, 350 million ton plus, and a lot of big um, Azuras up there, as well as other companies, sort of oops, Wildcat and those sort of companies that are growing their um, resource as we speak. So um is a great place to be in, and I'm sure that's why SQM are there. Down south in our other area around Higginsville, there seems to be more of the the, the deposits around, but slightly less of the the total volume, but that should, and we hope grow over time. So um, yeah, so a great partnership with SQM and we're looking forward to really sort of bringing forward to uh, some bigger and better things to the market.
0: So with SQM taking care of
1: two of the WO projects, what will the main focus for Cali be? You're right. The, the funding is pretty much done for us in the Pilbara over the next four years. Um, so our focus, and pretty much predominantly all of the funds, will be focusing towards Higginsville, with some going over to our Greenfields projects on the Lockup Fault Belt. So, at um, uh, uh, the expenditure, we've we raised sufficient capital to continue exploring for two years, and we hope within that period of time to be able to put some resources onto our books uh, in a number of areas. So, it's uh, the the main focus of the funding is is going to be Higginsville given all of the multiple targets that we're seeing in and around that area.
0: Now you recently announced that you had identified spodumene in several areas of the Higginsville Lithium District. Tell us a bit about those results. Some of
1: those results that came out were quite special. We've been able to do some pre work. The results have been escrowed, you know, sort of so we we don't have access to those until after the listing. And so It was pleasant for us to see those come through after the listing. We were able to see that and quickly put it out because it was, you know, sort of obviously the market needed to be made aware of that. And that's what we did. So we put it out quickly after the listing as soon as it became available. I must admit, those results uh, were very pleasing to to see given where they come from and the, the level of the number of pegmatites we've seen in the area. So I'm hoping to see some further results come back from there. There's, we've commenced a uh, soil sampling program, so those results should start flowing through at some point uh, this month, maybe early next, um, and we'll be able to report on those. So a great start uh, given the listing that we had. So,
0: What are your thoughts on what is happening in the WA lithium space at the moment with respect to Gina Reinhardt's persistence to beat SQM and Albemarle down to their in their recent respective takeover proposals
1: for Azure Minerals and Liontown, it's a very good question, but very hard for me to answer. In some ways, probably not my role to comment. But I, I actually see it as very good for the resource industry as a whole. Without that level of activity, or that level of input, I think the industry a lot duller place, um, and and a lot more work, a lot less work would be done um, without that sort of input. So I see it as really positive. I like the fact that th- these people uh, are showing real initiative and and going out and putting their money, um, you know, where their mouth is, and and that's that's uh, that's quite unique. It's just quite Australian in many ways. So I, I'm 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 glad they're there. I probably can't answer them why they're there. What they're, I got my own suspicions and so on. But at the end of the day, I think it's it's positive for the industry.
0: So given the attention Kelly is receiving from the likes of Chris Allison and others, do you think the company may be on Ms. Reinhardt's radar as well?
1: Again, I think a bit hard to say. And look, I don't think it's a bad thing if that was to be the case, but the reality is that uh, it's very difficult to see whether that is there. As I said to you, I think these people who are going out like Ms. Reinhardt and and, and Chris Allison and co I think they're doing a magnificent job for the uh, for the industry and we need more of them in there.
0: That's great. Thanks Graham. I appreciate you taking the time to chat to me
1: today. My pleasure. Thank you very much Angela.